Every week, something new in the world of farming related to how we're dealing with this situation of the coronavirus pandemic. Welcome back. This is The Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790. I am your host, Dylan Honkoop, and brand new rules out as of Thursday for farms, not guidelines, not suggestions, The way they're being presented is they're cold, hard rules uh, that farms must comply with or not be allowed to operate. Well, what does that really mean? And what is uh, the status of protecting farm workers and farmers alike and the consumer and and food from uh, COVID-19 and and the threat that it poses. You know, we've talked a lot in in the last month or so on this program about the activism involved in this issue. We're going to get more into that. Uh, That certainly plays into these rules and is the backdrop for what we're talking about now. Um, and while we're not talking about the, the housing issue that was so troubling a few weeks ago, there are some problems with what's happening right now. Um, yes, everybody wants to keep everybody safe from COVID, but we also do not want food to go to waste. And we know now more than ever, we need to be feeding our nation and sourcing our food here uh, as close to home as possible. And we're coming into some big harvest times. You know, cherries are coming up here, strawberries and raspberries and blueberries, uh, not to mention the other, you know, tree fruits in eastern Washington coming up soon as well. How are all these harvests going to happen with this ongoing threat and at the same time the need to uh, keep workers safe in the face of it? Joining us right now with the Washington State Dairy Federation, Scott Dilley. Welcome to the program this morning. Uh, interesting to see in these new rules, you know, we, I just listed all of these fruit crops, etc., cetera, uh, but also dairies for the first time in these rules being specifically mentioned. So uh, what's the upshot here? What, what's, what's the good and bad overall of these, these rules that have been rolled out now? Well, yeah, first of all, thanks, Dylan, for having me on. Uh, yeah, the, the upshot is that uh, there are now more rules for uh, farmers to have to comply with agricultural employers uh, uh, as of, well, Thursday afternoon when the governor issued a new proclamation. And that went into uh, effect in, in, in right away. Well, yes. Yeah, so it, it goes into effect right away. And then some of the language from the proclamation um says it, it actually comes across as very heavy-handed language uh where he says that um the that uh says i hereby modify these provisions of proclamation 2025 applicable to essential workers and workplaces to prohibit any agricultural employer from continuing to operate beyond june 3rd 2020 unless the employer complies with all the provisions of these requirements and these Ooh. and this pro and this prohibition will remain in, in effect as long as uh, the state of emergency is in effect. Wow, I, and that's that's harsh language. I, I don't even know if I've heard that in in other contexts, as far as other um, you know essential workers, etc. And we can get into more detail. But on the whole, are these rules? I mean, that language, as far as enforcement, is heavy-handed. But the rules themselves, just to summarize, are they 
workable? What are the what's what's the good and the bad? Well, the 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 good and the bad is is this. So, uh, you know, about a month or so ago, the Department of Labor and Industries released fact sheets that that listed several specific goals for agricultural workplaces. And and they said, you know, you you need to keep your workers safe. Um, that you know, and and then listed several different options for employers to consider when they're doing that. So. L&I's approach initially was one that gave uh, latitude for each employer and, and each work site, as long as they were accomplishing the goals of keeping workers safe, uh, making sure that, that you know, places were clean, that, that they were not susceptible you know, to COVID outbreak, you know, that kind of thing. That's, that's what uh, all that they really required. But th- this proclamation and and these requirements go beyond that. I mean, they, they include that, but they actually lay out several different things. So, for instance, um, you know, um, employees are now required to wash their hands, you know, six times a day. Um, they, and of course, employers are, are at least at, at some of the larger scale um, agricultural places, maybe orchards, they may have to have more hand washing stations to accommodate for that. Um, PPE is, is required for employees uh, to wear and employers have to provide that PPE. So, you know, the face masks and, and, and other, you know, garb, uh, that's all now required and it's, it needs to be clean PPE. It needs to be, um, you know, and they're, they're just, their requirements around what that is. And so, um, and there are a multitude of, of other things in, you know, physical distancing is a part of this, um, uh, regular disinfecting of the work site and, and, you know, high touch, um, you know, places you've got to, you know, disinfect the work site, uh, before and after the morning, lunch and afternoon breaks at the start of the work day, that kind of thing. So it gets into quite a bit of detail about, uh, how to, you know, how employers need to, um, really manage day-to-day operations on their work sites um, and, and, you know, monitor what employees are doing. Now, if I'm somebody outside of the farming world, taking a look at this, I'm saying, okay, you know, making sure people are washing their hands. That's good. Social distancing. We're all doing that right now. Uh, PPE, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, yeah. What, what's, you know, this is common sense, but does it really fit the farming world? And is it the, really the best way to be keeping people safe? Well, right. And, you know, we certainly want employees to be safe. I mean, I, you know, the Dairy Federation has been working with the State Department of Agriculture to uh, procure and distribute face masks, cloth face masks. Um, we've worked with, uh, with the uh, Farm Bureau on and, and with others, uh, distilleries and, and folks in state government on hand sanitizer, you know, how to distribute that, how to you know, get that out to farms so that, uh, you know, employers and employees can, can have those sanitation products. So, you know, these are things that we take very seriously and, and we want to make sure that, that work sites are safe. Um, but the, it's, this, what, what I think was a better approach was to have the, the, the former approach, which was to have that, uh, kind of site by site, uh, conversation with some goals in mind and, and allowing there to be, uh, less of a one size fits all approach and just look at the outcomes and make sure that the outcomes are good and safe. And now we have, uh, very much, uh, I guess, more of a of a regulated apparatus that is being um, 
we kind of forced on on agriculture. Well, with and, with with the way things had been going, though, there are groups out there that have been saying, "No, it's not enough. Um, they weren't specific enough." Uh, the word used one time was garbled, which I didn't really understand that particular term, but we don't need to get into semantics. They're saying that it, it, it wasn't going far enough. These things need to be required by law, hard and fast. Why, why are those groups saying that? And, and was that enough? And, and does it make a difference if we go from, say, guidelines uh, or suggestions to rules uh, that are hard and fast? Well, it, you know, it was our understanding that the even the initial guidelines were enforceable by by L and I, uh, and what we saw this week was um, more of an uh, was really L and I uh, being given the authority to go out and and find violators of the governor's order, and that that preceded the this new proclamation. So, uh, and that that's not just an ag thing; that's that's everybody. You know, all all. All employers would be subject to that. So, you know, right now there is seems to be an effort from the governor's office to uh, require more enforcement and require more stringent, uh, you know, mandates on on these workplaces. Uh, but like I said, even the initial fact sheets we thought were were very much enforceable, and they had a lot of good information in them. And uh, thought that approach was was working for, uh, you know, I'd say the vast majority of production agriculture. And uh, you mentioned some of the activist groups. So we've, you know, heard of you know uh, the situation in Yakima with with some strikes and and other things. And um, but that's you know I that's why I say the the requirements that are out there uh, you know work you know quite well um, and, and give some latitude, some flexibility for farmers. Um, in you know at their individual uh, farms. So, what ultimately is is going on here though with these rules? Is it truly just about keep people uh, keeping people safe, or is there a political element to what we've seen? By the way, th- this is the farming show. I should say Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI <laughs> on your Saturday morning, along with Scott Dilly uh, with the Washington State Dairy Federation. Um, is, is there a political element to what, what we're seeing happen here? Well, yeah, the politics can't be dismissed. I mean, obviously there, there is a a political element. Uh, if this weren't political, then I think we would see more general guidelines for all essential workers and all essential industries rather than a breakdown of specific industries being treated in specific ways so uh that's that's um kind of the 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 general view and then uh the uh, on a more ag specific thing uh we have to look at uh what a, a couple of of um farm worker unions did uh, a few weeks ago in filing a lawsuit in skagit county over uh you know housing rules um and then other you know workplace and ultimately transportation issues uh, related to COVID. And, uh, you know, that then put people in the position of really having to come up with some things, negotiate some, um, some you know, kind of a, a path forward. And that's where, you know, regulations like this uh, kind of came out of, of those conversations. So it's, it's, it's due to, you know, basically, you know, political pressure that, that we've gotten here. 
So uh, at the end of the day, what, what's, what's the difference between how farm, the, the farming world is being treated uh, by the state, uh, other categories of essential workers right now, whether they're healthcare workers, grocery workers, and the list goes on, obviously, for uh, you're saying there's some inconsistency there between how those groups are being treated and, and the rules that are being required. I- I think, uh, yeah, you know, now I'm, I'm not an expert when it comes to what other um, industries are, are going through at, at the moment. But, you know, based on what I've heard from people, there are lots of questions about, well, how are how are churches being treated? How how is that different from Walmart and Home Depot? How is that mm-hmm. different from a farmer? Um, you know, how, how is that different from a hairdresser? I mean, and you know, we, we all want to see, you know, the, the, these basic things, you know, the, the social distancing, you know, uh, masks, things like that, but there has to be the right balance. And, and this, this piecemeal approach doesn't seem to bring in the balance. It doesn't, um, it, it's just not, um, it's not quite logical on, on the part of the governor to, to take the, the approach he's taken. Well, if you're purely just worried about, the coronavirus and protecting people, it sounds to me like it's not logical. But when you factor in the political pressure um, that he's been getting, particularly from activist groups, then it, it starts to be a little bit more clear, I think, what's what's going on here and why some groups are getting much more stringent rules than others that are getting some flexibility in, in figuring out and working out the right thing collaboratively. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, again, this is a, <laughs> it's 2020 and it's an election year. And so all of these uh, decisions that the governor uh, has made or will be making uh, are all going to be things that voters can consider uh, when casting a, a vote in the primary election and the general election. Yeah. If, if, if they like this, this, you know, kind of, piecemeal approach um, where you know he where the governor seems to uh, be giving an ear to uh, certain groups more than others then I guess they can support the governor but if if they uh, look at this and and look at it like you just said with you know what is the actual response to the virus and how do we stop that and we need to have rules that apply equally everywhere um, then you know they can vote another way. Scott Dilley with the State Dairy Federation on the Farming Show with us. So, Scott, um, like I mentioned earlier, these rules for the first time kind of specifically call out or, or, or mention dairy. What will this mean for, for dairy farms specifically? Well, I think, you know, first and foremost, it means that employers are going to have to provide PPE for their employees. And uh, if if um, our, you know, dairy farmers out there, if, if they have you know trouble doing that, we still have masks available. Uh, we've sent out emails. Uh, there are, are locations where you can uh, get those masks in the Yakima area and the Whatcom you know, County area. Uh, so if, if people need those, um, please feel free to reach out to our, our main office and we can put you in touch with, with people who have those masks. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'd say that's, that's kind of the, the first thing that will need to happen. Um, you need to have a COVID response plan, which is laid out in these new uh, guidelines. Uh, you'll need to uh, do some education and training of your employees on, on you know, what COVID is, um, what the right precautions are. You'll need to disinfect more frequently. Uh, you'll need to be sure to, uh, like if, if somebody does have symptoms, 
Um, you may need to help them get a, a test, um, you know, provide, you know, maybe a, a, a way to get the test, you know, transportation, things like that. So, uh, and some of these things are, are common sense. Uh, some of them are just common courtesy, but um, it's just kind of that, there, there's that feeling that, hey, you know, after all this time of, of trying to do the right thing, of, of um, reaching out, trying to, you know, get the right goals accomplished with keeping workers safe, it just seems like, hey, you know, here's, here's another attempt at regulating agriculture when we were trying to, you know, voluntarily do the right thing. Yeah, you, you see again and again the, the hallmarks of uh, political motivations behind some of this. Again, Scott Dilley with the State Dairy Federation. Is there any, anything in these now hard and fast rules that are going to make it tough for, for dairies to operate? Or is it a matter of just dealing with, you know, jumping through all of the hoops? Uh, what's the bottom line? I, I'd say, yeah, bottom line is, you know, um, dairy farmers are going to need to take a look at the rules. And really, everyone, everyone in agriculture who has employees is going to need to look at, at these rules and uh, make sure that they're following each and every step of them so that they have the education and training done. They have the right posters. They have... Um, the right plan in place that they're that they have you know PPE they're providing it they have perhaps even a policy then on hand washing so you know make sure that your employees know that they have to wash their hands at, at certain intervals so um, and just you know working through all of those kinds of of things and and documenting it all I mean that's the thing we, we've noticed that with other L and I regulations uh, other and it really for even other agencies um, it's good to document things so that uh, when an agency asks or a judge asks you have an answer you you have a record a written record of, of what has happened and what you've done and what your employees have done so that uh, that way um, you can you know share that with with the proper authorities and uh, yeah so well you you mentioned that in front of a judge and that's my and we we don't uh have time to get into it this morning, but that's my big concern with all these is making them very specific rules, uh, gives uh, those lawyers out there uh, the ability to start suing people. And I don't think lawsuits keep people safe. Uh, I think working together does. Uh, but again, we don't right. have time to get into all of that this morning. Scott Dilley, State Dairy Federation with us on the program this morning here on the Farming Show on KGMI. Thanks for your time. We appreciate uh, all the work that you do to stay on top of these and, and uh, keep us filled in with the latest. Uh, certainly will. Thank you, Dylan.